Welcome back to System Minus Trivia. I'm Brent. I'm an accident. And I'm Peyton. <laughs> and this is the podcast where, <laughs> where Jacob is an accident. I love it. Oh my gosh. So tonight we have, we're going to be talking mostly just about WireGuard, right? Yeah, mostly. Mostly. I it's mean, I'm the sure... fucking future, my friends. No, it's not. Okay, but I think it is, so we'll we're, get there later. We're going to have some words about that Yeah, we're going to get there. Yeah, we'll argue. I'm mad. <laughs> I will definitely Angry. make him mad, and I'm just going to keep my cool, and that makes him even more mad, because I just point out facts and stuff, and he doesn't like them, and he just gets more and more mad about it. So anyways... Dude, that's not even fucking... Okay, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> you mean like you just did? No, I'm not mad. I'm no, just irritated. Okay. They're different. One is like the cat scratching you and it hurts. Uh-huh. And the other is like the cat's pawing at you and you're trying to sleep. Uh, you don't get mad when cats are cute, you just get irritated. Um, you're like I a don't shitty think cat. That's how it Brent. works. No, it is. I so just you're, told you're you. You're calling me a cute cat? I'm calling you. No, you're an ugly cat, but you're doing a cute thing. No, I'm pretty sure. Alright, you yell at me all the time when I would call meth ugly and you're like no no cat's ugly you would, no that's you not would, true no you There's would definitely cats. be like that <laughs> but you you would say that when i would say that about meth nah meth was kind of ugly i've never i don't think i've ever actually seen meth cat well you're wrong anyway go to his <laughs> goddamn instagram it's fine <laughs> yeah all right it's only whatever. pictures of him and meth pretty so it's much 50 like 50 like you either get something no, that you like, don't want to see or you get like, a cat it's like 80 20 it's mostly meth and some pictures of guns but it's mostly Meth Cat. Yeah, I used to live with a cat named Meth Cat, by the way. In case We've had I'm not this. talking about I'm not talking about the drug. I know but I think you should do meth. No, I'm not going to. Jathan, I, I have no intention of doing that. Do you remember when you tried to get me to do that at uh, Hope? Wait, I remember talking about it. I don't think do I actually tried to get you to do meth. Yes, he, I, yes you probably he was very he was very insistent upon it, and now he's trying to paint it as a joke. Because he realized just how bad of an idea that would be. No, it's not terrible. You can do meth once. <laughs> I don't do, want to do did meth. Did you say you can I do want, meth once? I want to do meth zero times. Okay, well, you guys are lame. But anyway, I also Uh-oh. don't even know, like, if I wanted to go do meth right now, I don't really know where I would get meth. So, well, you could, like, you you could can start asking you could random people. You put an ad on Craigslist say, hey, I'd like to purchase some meth. No, that's against the rules. <laughs> that's You're thinking about 4chan. <laughs> You're thinking of 4chan. They're different. Well, okay, I'm, right. the 4chan well, fucking classifies. I'm sure if you really wanted to, you could find some. But I would encourage you not to. Okay, what about Anyways, cocaine? No, still no. I'm just curious. No, Jathan. Okay, no. Not, wait, wait, I'm wait, just doing it. No. Wait, wait, just about like, wait, I, I, don't, I legitimately don't know how to find uh, drugs. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, are you literally kidding me right now? Guys, do you just no. want to go into the news? I wouldn't no, go into I the mean, news. Idiot. We should we talk, have to about talk about other things. Our, oh, what we're oh, drinking. We to, what are we uh, drinking? What we're talking am, about tonight. I'll go first. I said that. We're talking about WireGuard. But I did. I am drinking Hell or High Watermelon from the 21st Amendment Brewery because it's the only thing that was in the fridge and I had to quick grab something and I didn't feel like liquor tonight. Where's 21st Amendment? I feel like liquor tonight. Like liquor tonight. That is. I want to guess New York. I'm looking here. Oh, no, I think California. it's California. It is California. Yeah. San Leandro. It's in San Francisco. San Leandro. All right, same thing. Different things. <laughs> okay. I think they have a location in San Francisco. They might, but it would be a distribution center, not a I'm brewery. pretty sure I went there with that one person. <laughs> okay. 
that one person. I love how you started with gusto into that sentence, and then you realize, (laughs) wait, I'm I'm about to to give out a name, and I don't want to do that. And then you just immediately, like... (laughs) All right, idiot. (laughs) I'm not the idiot here. I'm pretty sure that's... I'm going now. I mean, Jayton, you didn't really understand how procreation worked, so... Yeah, can can we talk about that? Oh, my God. Yes, I'm a scientist. No, No, I... You're not a I, you're not a scientist. So get this. Like I was, I forget how it came up, but I talked about how I had a twin sister. And Jayton said he was an accident. And right, and that's that's where that I didn't came say from. I was. I said I might be. Most uh, people are accidents. Well, your mom I, and no, I would agree can, that you are. So even if your parents were trying, I don't think they were trying for you. Anyway, oh right, right, right. We were talking about. Uh, <laughs> we were <laughs> That was great. Wow, that's good, right? brutal, dude. <laughs> we were trying. Jesus. We were talking about coming in first. As, as, as the spermatozoan. Oh, and the, right? the train was coming, and so he said, at least the train won't come during the podcast. And you said something related to sex. I, I can't, or something like I can't that. remember how he got it there. And he this didn't is get gone the joke. too far. Redo the intro. No, no, this is good, Jathan. We're great. bantering. People, this is people, banter. This is what people connect to us for. This is what the people love. There's a public decree. People love me. The Twitter says that I'm the best. Well, the Twitter sucks. I mean, we also only had 12 people voting. So, (laughs) you know, I mean, there's that. 15, by the way. I printed it out and put it on my wall. (laughs) Did you really? (laughs) Fuck yeah, I did. (laughs) There's not a lot of things to build me up in this world. (laughs) That is definitely one of them. Okay. If you voted for me, I love you. Calm down. Calm down. Anyways. So, yeah, we were talking about procreation, and Jathan was like, you know, I came in first as the race, as the spermatozoan. And I said, why? Well, I, I was a tie because I had a, a twin sister. You know, she, she was stillborn, but I had a twin sister. And then Jathan was like, well, that doesn't necessarily mean it was a tie. That's not what I said. I said, what kind of twins? What, what, what kind of, kind twin? of right, twins? Right, right. <laughs> Which is a legitimate question if they were the same sex. If they were a twin brother, correct. But it's... Although I guess that would be you assuming my gender, would it not? Hey oh my. <laughs> oh my. Because biology means nothing. Yeah, so point being, there is only one type of twin it can be if it is a twin sister. This is not biology administrivia, so we won't go too much into that, into why that is. But safe to say, Jathan goofed and he goofed big. He goofed hard. Yeah, I do have a degree in molecular biology, so I feel like I shouldn't have. And he absolutely oh should God. have known better. That way. And he's not a scientist. I'm, now, well, I'm, I'm a scientist. You're absolutely not a scientist. You are not Let's a scientist. We're, you're not a scientist, Jathan. We're moving on. We're moving on. Now, I told you what I'm drinking. I'm drinking Hell or High Watermelon from this 21st Amendment brewery. What are y'all drinking? I'm drinking Red Stripe. Uh, okay. Uh, Only what a goodie. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a goodie. I'm not drinking anything crazy. I just have a Diet Dr. Pepper here. Fair enough. I've had to, I've had to I, cut back on my alcohol intake because of medication. So Okay. I feel like since I'm the one with dreadlocks, I should be the one drinking Red Stripe. Yeah. Well, What's up, Mom? Sometimes when it's really hot, I like to drink Red Stripe. Why? Yes, why? It's a good summer beer. Tell us know. why. It's all right. It's all right. It's like a beer. good summer lager, you know? Yeah. It's just sure. like light and airy and cold. Light and airy I, and cold. I suppose. All right. Hayden, do you want to you want to take us into the news I before do. we get too much more off? Absolutely, track? okay, great, because wonderful. Jaython is uh, nuts with his uh, drink choices. Come on, I mean he's he's nuts in general. Sure, but, sure, yeah. sure. All right, so this is Payton with the news. We don't have a whole lot tonight. Some stuff that's terrifying, and some stuff that's 
Well, it's still terrifying. So uh, the first thing we have is obviously uh, GDPR was released uh, recently. They're the first UK GDPR-related notice has been pushed out. This is actually for a Canadian company. Hmm. The company is called Canadian, or I'm sorry, Aggregate IQ, which uh, they were linked to the Facebook and Cambridge Analytica scandal. So even though the company is outside of the EU, the EU has de- or the ICO has determined that they are still subject to GDPR as their processing of personal data relates to monitoring of data subjects. Basically, they have been tied to being the reason or the provider of the software and tools for the management of data destined for user for use and voter targeting. Also, they are connected to the Vote Leave campaign in the UK, and they were provided the personal data of UK citizens, including names and email addresses. So, in March, security researchers revealed that the Kenny firm had left a code repository open to the public online exposing not only micro-targeting tools, but also political data. So, um, glad to see that they're doing this, but, I mean, if you're just going to determine that everybody's responsible for it, what the hell, you know? The next thing we have is that the White House is considering uh, an executive order to investigate Facebook and Google for their role in the bias of... And I put that in quotes, the bias of their information because they were trying to make it so people would uh, vote for more conservative means. We'll have a better uh, article for you guys, but uh, basically they're going to try and get them to go under an antitrust suit. So, Who here uses WordPress? Not me. Nope. Jathan's mom uses oh, it. Oh, wait. Actually, I think, I, I think I'm responsible for two installations of it. Well... You better update your plugins because yep. there is... As always. There's an RCE. It's a mass WordPress compromise, which then redirects to tech support scams. So the Indian guys who call you and say, hello, this is Microsoft. We are calling about a virus in your computer. Yeah, mm-hmm. these guys... Uh, shut up. Be quiet. So what's going on is that there's a larger than usual number... <laughs> a larger than usual number of WordPress sites... It's the- Look, Jathan, hold on, hold on. Jathan, if it's okay for the French to make fun of us when we try and speak yeah. French, it's okay for us to make fun of other people when they try and speak yeah, French. Sure How do you know what I was going to say? I'm just saying. So the, I can tell. The can tell. sites that are affected are obviously running the WordPress CMS, and they're using, or often using, outdated plugins. The, the article, this is from Malwarebytes, by the way, they were not able to figure out whether it was made worse by the exploitation of a single vulnerability... However, they believe it's a combination of multiple vectors. And so what they're looking at is it looks like there's a code that injects JavaScript code into .js, I should say, and .php files and the WordPress database. And so then that actually will report back to the scam domains and uh, present that information to you. So update your crap and you won't have to deal with this. Or just better yet, don't use WordPress. Ideally. I have never been a fan of WordPress. I ran it for about five minutes. No, I haven't either. Yeah, I hated it. Here's a second of it. So the sites are H- I, ads.voipnewswire.net, et cetera, et cetera. I'll actually link this other link, too, as well in the news, mm-hmm. and that way you can uh, show everybody that, too. So, yeah, just don't want WordPress. The next thing we have is that a judge has told Georgia voting officials that they suck at digital security. So, a U.S. District Judge, Amy Totenberg, she's a federal judge, 
is not happy with their inadequate efforts. She, the court advises the defendants that further delay is not tolerable, and they're confronting and tackling the challenges before the state's election balloting system. So basically, the case is Curling versus Kemp, and it's a group of activists and Georgia voters, and they say that it's they're... It's shame it's not Curly versus Shemp. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Keep going. Oh, boy, is this going to be a long episode tonight? So, basically, what they're saying is that they're... Some of us are mature. Excuse you. Basically, what they're saying is that their inadequate digital security violates their right to cast meaningful ballots. And this is against the Georgia officials. So, they, in turn, say that revamping the entire election process is practically and logistically impossible, which is most likely true. I mean, this is something you need to set up months ago. So mm. Georgia is just one of five American states that uses purely digital voting without any sort of paper record. It was The hearing was September 12th, and she did hear a compelling presentation by J. Alex Halderman, who is a professor at the University of Michigan, and he presented about how malware could be used on their direct recording electronic machines to alter individual votes. She then went on to note that Georgia presented no witness with actual computer science engineering and forensic expertise. So, way to go, Georgia. Good good job there. Stop using your crap. They can appeal uh, the 11th Court, mm-hmm. U.S. Court of Appeals, and they are moving ahead with that, of course. So, don't vote in Georgia. Just fuck it. Good looking out, bro. Good looking out, bro. Well, I mean, if you live slash work in Georgia, you don't really have a choice. Fuck that. Don't vote. Just, just don't vote. <laughs> Just don't vote. Just don't vote. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty pointless anyway, so. Yeah, right. I mean, they're going to vote for you anyway, you know. But anyway. That's true. All right. So, the <laughs> next thing we have is, who here uses bash completion? Nope. Sometimes. Sometimes. ZSH. Just kidding. Shut up. I do. All right. So, there is a malicious command execution via the bash completion. The CVE is CVE 2018-7738. And it was a parallel discovery where they found the bug and then found out that it had a CVE from Tenable. So this guy was playing around with a USB stick and its names when he saw an odd event happen. He had named a drive Backtick ID Backtick by accident, and when he went to unmount the drive, he found that it said Command directory. Not Found. No, he named the directory. Drive directory. Yeah, sure. Right. He tried again, and then the command being executed when he hit the key to bring up the list of devices was uh, as he just said, and it points to you know bash completion. Unmount, and so then he dug around the OS, and anything a drive with the name backtick backtick or dollar sign open close parentheses is executed by line forty four, and so then this actually will unmount the or will uh, execute an invalid command. Mm-hmm. So it there is an exercise here. There's some triage. The version of the uh, unmount umount bash completion script found in the Ubuntu Bionic Git repo matches the version in the upstream GitHub repo. Hmm. So, neither of those files match what he has at his install. Uh, I would say maybe update your package if you need to. Mm-hmm. The bug report does not identify it as being a security issue, but rather as broken functionality. So, it took four months or so for the, the patch to be released and then the for the patch to be introduced and then release. And it hmm. does go back quite a ways. Try not to use that anymore. Yeah. yeah. So, the next CVE we have is the Mutagen Astronomy Security flaw, I guess you want to call it. Vulnerability. It's a yeah. vulnerability, sure. It impacts Red Hat and CentOS, and most likely Fedora. The Red Hat team, well, so... Um, not Fedora. Okay, well, that's weird. Because they're using a newer a newer kernel. Interesting, because what I was reading yeah. is that apparently it's been already fixed. All right, well, anyway, I'll get to it. There, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it after you. After so you the vulnerability's it. name is Mutagen Astronomy, and it's tracked as mm-hmm. CVE 2018-14634. 
It was discovered by the team at Qualys Labs, Research Labs. We love those guys. Hey. And it's a this local labs, yeah. It's a local privilege escalation. So it does require you to already have a foothold on a vulnerable system, but I mean, how many boxes do you know that are that are patched all the time, you know? Well, I mean, this it well, I and think that's it just why, requires uh, you to have an account. Well, that's sure. I mean, that's not really that hard to do, honestly, in a lot of cases. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, shell access, you know. Yeah. So be that arbitrary yeah. command execution or So it has nothing to do with being shell. patched in this case. No, it does. It does, but keep going. So it can be used to give an intruder root access and complete control over infected systems. According to Qualys, the bug resides in the create underscore elf underscore tables open close parentheses function of the Linux kernel, where a cleverly crafted exploit can cause a buffer overflow. Buffer overflows are, wa- are fun. That then executes malicious code with root privileges. Mm. It was present in the Linux kernel between July 19, 2007 and July 7, 2017. They have the kernel commits here if you guys want those. All Linux kernels are technically vulnerable. The issue is mitigated by a one-year-old patch that was backported to most long-term mm-hmm. kernels and makes the exploitation impossible. However, Red Hat, Enterprise Linux, and CentOS have not backported this patch and are there yeah. vulnerable and exploitable. <laughs> yep. So that fuck should be a Linux bro. We're going to get that kernel root exploit. Fuck so you Jayton, guys. <laughs> the reason the reason you still need to patch. I mean, you can't currently unless CentOS and RHEL actually backported it finally. But the problem is you can the reason those two are still vulnerable is because they do say that there is basic mitigate they have posted basic mitigation advice on how to protect vulnerable systems and there should be updates to address this in the coming days. Okay. Okay. Do you think it, that when oh, th- then something oh, oh. like this happens, there's like oh. a room full of people at Red Hat who like think tank a fucking patch? Well, hold on. There's an update. Well, so there, there already was the a The CVE patch. apparently a also impacts older Debian distributions, and RHEL, and RHEL has already delivered on its promise and pushed out fixes for affected RHEL versions. Awesome. Oh. Yeah, no, I mean, so. Debian, Debian and, and CentOS and RHEL are the three that hang back. You know, they're the quote-unquote enterprise Linuxes, right? Right. So there's a reason why they would want to hang back in versioning, unfortunately, that's when you run into cases like these where you've got a patch out for a year right. now and this they're still so using nice. a kernel that's three years old and they have don't want to apply the patch. Yeah. Right. Point being, yeah, so that's why you need a patch, Tathan. It was a kernel vulnerability. So yeah, it is a local exploit. It is a local privilege escalation, which means you do require some sort of means of running commands or so on and so forth on the box. But the reason... It also... It doesn't even escalate you to another user. It escalates you to root. So yeah, right. once you have that hole, it makes that hole much more serious. You know, it's a problem because it punches a hole through the multiple layers of security. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's keep going. Okay. Well, now we're, are you guys ready to talk about WireGuard? Oh, man. I'm, I've been stoked. waiting for this all day. Can, can I, we talk about WireGuard? I, I was so excited, I went back and I did some stuff again. <laughs> were you? So we got a lot of really positive feedback about the episode where we were testing various Git hosting solutions. Yep. Yep. So and when we, we were testing, um, what was it? Live CDs. Yeah. That installs was uh, distros. Yeah, way way long ago, but yeah, distro. people like that one too. Yeah. Yeah. So they tend to like these ones where we all try something. I and- like them too, actually, because. They're fine. I think it's they're easy. Are. They're easy content. That's why well, I like them. <laughs> well, not just that, but I mean, like in this case, I learned about something new. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, I think that the Git discussion that we had about our experience was actually pretty lively and spirited and great. 
Mm -hmm. So anyway, we have been on the lookout for more things that we could sort of demo for you. And we, we always do it the same way. So we all, we agree like, okay, we're going to try this thing out. And this was my idea in this case, particularly Mm -hmm. not that it matters, but I'm just saying I'm the best. (laughs) And and we all test it out independently. So like Mm -hmm. for the Git thing, we agreed on two or three Git hosting solutions that we were all going to turn up. And then we were going to talk about it. In this case, we didn't really have any strict guidelines. We just agreed we were going to, test WireGuard. So I would be curious to hear what you guys actually did with your implementation. But in any case, WireGuard, if you don't know, is a relatively new, young, hip, I struggle to say a VPN sort of solution. I would call it like a tunneling solution. Yeah, I would agree with that It's a means for securely peering two or potentially more hosts. Mm-hmm. I would say, um, but I would say two. Anything more than two is a little. But a single host can be peered to several others, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so sure. And there's many configuration sure. options, even for how you go about that, because you could create a new interface. We'll talk about that. But anyway, so WireGuard is being touted as being, you know, at this point, it hasn't been audited, so we will also talk about that, I imagine. But being touted as highly secure means for creating a tunnel between two places, basically like a point-to-point VPN of sorts. Mm-hmm. And the big sort of selling point that I keep reading about, and you guys can tell me if you've read something different in terms of like what people are really saying, but like the big thing that I keep reading over and over is that the code base for WireGuard is immensely smaller than something like OpenVPN or IPsec. So IPsec is a protocol. You're thinking of Strong Swan or Open Swan. Yeah, sure. sure. Okay. Implementations specific implementation. Yes. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Sure. So anyway, there is obviously an advantage to having less code in almost anything you do because it mm-hmm. is less to audit. It's less to break, right? You can't have True. bugs in a single print statement in Python, most likely. I mean, you can if you try, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you can. I know. But... Or if you're using Python 3, if, if you don't yes, treat okay. it like a function. Yes. Because okay. it's a function instead of a Pedantic statement. fuck. So... <laughs> <laughs> so Look, um, it's not my fault you pick bad examples right seriously okay. so anyway well, you don't even know how sex works <laughs> so right, what i will going. say is yes this is much smaller than something like openvpn i would argue that it was much simpler to set up but there are some drawbacks to this and we'll talk about it the one so thing wanna, well one i want to i want to start off with what linus said about it linus said about it. Linus? Linus is how you say it in in his native language. But yes, Linus. What is his native language? Asshole? (laughs) No, it's Finnish, I believe. I believe he's from Finland. I've only heard him speak butthole. I thought he was... I thought he was... Okay, never mind. Norwegian, maybe? Maybe. I just know that how you say his name, which is why we pronounce it as Linux, because it's it's natively Linux. No, it's Linux. Anyways. No. It's Lumix. It's it's (laughs) Linux. That's that's a private joke that goes back years, guys. Don't worry about it. So, So, go ahead. He has said that he looked at the code because they they wanted to have it included into the kernel to mainline it. And if you don't know Linus Torvalds, he's extremely fucking critical of other people's work. He... That's very true. That's very true. So, so keep Although that in this mind. Is, I'll mention a short thing about what recently happened, but I don't want to get too much into it because it's an off-topic thing. So, yeah. up until maybe a week ago, he was the prime person you needed approval for inclusion into the Linux kernel. So, he took a look at WireGuard's code, and he said, you know, I like it. It's very clean compared to, say, OpenVPN. And, you know, it's very simple. It's potentially easy to audit. And he's a big fan of clean code. And to have him not only not criticize code, but, well, 
He didn't really compliment it, per se. He said, it's not as bad as, which is like a half compliment, right? Yeah, yeah it's a little backhanded, but... Yeah. I've but, seen worse. But, yeah, I've seen his criticism be much harsher on other codes. So, sure. As far as Lunas goes, it's a pretty big commendation, I guess, that he isn't tearing you a new one. You know, I'd say up until a week or so ago, because recently he has stepped down for, I guess it's a hiatus. It's a very sudden hiatus for personal reasons. It's a big to-do. I don't want to get too much into the politics of it. Yeah. I have my own opinions. I'm sure the guys have their opinions. We probably mostly agree on those opinions. I'm sure plenty of our listeners don't agree with our opinions, but that's okay. The point being is, you know, pragmatically and logistically... Linus is no longer the prime person you need acceptance from to get included into the colonel. Now it's his, I guess his protege, which is Paul something or other. Peter? Paul? I have no fucking clue. It starts Mary? With I'll, I'll I don't it, have time for this. I'll put it in the show notes. But, you know, point being, there's another person now. And he's sure. he tends to be much more accepting, I guess, of code. I mean, he still has a high, well, a high quality filter, like Linus. Like, we, you don't want to accept... You don't want to mainline crap into the kernel. No. Uh, that'd be th- this bad, is like right? a hell of an aside. This is a it's, huge it's a aside, aside, but we're getting there. So it's, it's fine. It's good. Just, it's just good content. Text, Jathan, okay? Seriously. Point being, though, like, that's why I said what I said, but Linus himself has stated that he likes it. Now, that being said, we will make a lot of comparisons against OpenVPN because it's probably the, mm-hmm. I would say, the biggest cross-platform VPN protocol slash software out today. In addition to that, it's one that at least 66.6 repeating percent of us have a lot of experience with, or more than average experience. Yeah. Sure. I don't know about Peyton, sure. so I didn't say 100. Right. Um, it's okay. You can include me on But I've been using OpenVPN since... But even then, Peyton has some experience with it. Yeah. yeah. And I've... Forever. Helped yeah. you with, with OpenVPN many times. The first time I used OpenVPN was on a Tectonic VPS. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I'm pretty sure I was in uh, fifth grade, maybe. You will not find... I worked... That was because I was wearing a TikTok. Yeah, I had to get in touch with my support person. Which happened to be me. I couldn't add my own fucking interface. Jesus. For the VPN. Yeah. But that's because it was using OpenVZ slash Virtuoso. Anyways. Anyways. (laughs) Yeah, so moving on from that. (laughs) From that. Yeah, I personally don't like it. Now, do you want me to go into why I don't like it? Or well, do you okay, want to so keep you, going? You work for a literal VPN provider. That's only part of why I don't like it. Okay, I understand, but I'm just saying you might have the most valid criticism. Yeah. Even if it's wrong, but I mean valid. <laughs> so Even if it's wrong. Wait, how usually be wrong, wrong and valid at the same time? So here's the thing. I don't want you taking the next six hours just talking for yourself because oh, there's other okay. people here. So you guys, so how you guys you... go and then no, I'll no, no, no. close no, it No, no, no. You're going to go first because when I need to cut you off, I will. So <laughs> yeah. boil this down to 10 minutes you of you rambling. 10 minutes. Okay. You have five I'll minutes. Go. Do you need more? I will, probably, right, but 15. I'll go through. You have I'll five go through. minutes from right now. I'm watching. You have five I'll go, minutes. I'll go through. I'm going to set a timer. But before you do that, we will link to certain articles that may help pass the normal documentation for Wirecard. Yeah. But I actually only followed the ArchWiki the first time, and I was totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Beyond that, the second time, I was trying to find out a couple of ways to add some persistence to what I was doing. That's interesting. And I used... You used the ArchWiki, I, and... I'm sorry, I just wanted to comment that... You used ArchWiki and you didn't have any problems? No. Huh. Did you use ArchWiki, Brad? Is some, I, some pretty great. I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I used it. I may I, have just not been. I, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to like 
interrupt your train of no, thought no, no, there, no, but that's, I, that's I, mean, right. I definitely had some troubles. I think maybe I was just not doing it the right way. Actually. Interesting. And you were you were using it on Arch? I actually used it, used one version on Arch, and then I connected to a CentOS 7. Mm. Okay. Oh, you crossed. You crossed yeah, streams. Yeah, that's what I did, but we'll, we'll talk about that. And it works really well. I'll have results. I mean, I did a lot of testing, so... Okay, Brent's timer is starting right now, 15 minutes. Okay, he's got five minutes. So, why I don't like it. One of them is in response to something Jathan's going to say, so I'm not going to bring that up immediately. Okay. But... You don't know what I'm going to say, bitch. (laughs) No, it's literally one of your talking points that you told me to add. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Right. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I don't like it because of of how it handles nat traversal, and by that I mean it doesn't really. You need keep alives for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's ugly and ungraceful, and I hate it. I hate the way they do it. I hate that it's decentralized and peer-based. That's not a VPN. What that is, is that's a abstract form of network layering. That's what that is. That's not a true VPN. I hate that the... I, I really can't see a valid use case for it, unless you're like... Okay, I'm going to date myself here a little bit. In StarCraft 1, <laughs> like the original StarCraft... You could all play using the same CD as long as it was on a LAN. You could right. you could play you know multiplayer as long as it was on a LAN. You could use the same CD key for all of them. It was it was it had some special name for it. They called it you. So if you're trying to do that, like you're trying to appear to a certain software higher up in the stack that you are on a the same LAN, it's great for that. Or if you just need a blind, stupid tunnel. What was that? Sure, whatever. Okay, what was so, that software so you could use? Hold on, no, my timer's still going. What, You're going to have to wait. What was that software my you could use? My timer's still going. You're going to have to wait. Oh, fine, whatever. So, <laughs> I also hate that there's no authority for access. Yeah. You know, there's there, it's yeah. just key-based. You can't say this person is allowed to go to this place and so on and so forth. There's no way to assign addresses automatically and keep them in a centralized authorized place each client chooses their own ip address or it's given to them informally you know and that's just a recipe for ip address conflict for me that it's a big issue because it operates on layer three instead of layer two openvpn operates on layer two i also hate that it's basically a blind ass copy of cjdns i think it is and i showed you this jathan and you're like oh well yeah it it actually is pretty similar it's pretty much a blind copy of that except cjdns you could actually get an address automatically assigned it can handle l2 protocols so if you wanted to handle like some sort of dhcp thing you could i think and even that that isn't even a vpn but you could it was basically the same functionality as wireguard and it was cross-platform. WireGuard isn't. WireGuard only runs on Linux, period. Full stop. They are working on porting it. They might no, actually no, no, have no. a... No, I'm pretty sure it's a, already already out, yeah. For Mac or Windows? Both. Both? I will check right for now. For BSD as well? I'm, I'm checking right now. Okay, Jathan's checking for what clam. platforms it he's supports. checking. No, I'm not clamming because my timer's still going. His timer's still going. So you can, you can keep checking, but I'm going to keep using my timer. Do it. Do it. No address I'm making. Anyways, so that's a good recipe for address conflict. It seems like somebody rewrote it. You're going to fucking hate this, so calm down. Okay. But in Go, which is cross-platform. <laughs> but it's a user a user space tool. So I well, will link how does this. It, how does it handle the... Because uh, you, you need kernel modules for it. So how does it handle the networking stack? I Whatever. I'll link to know. it. X platform is called. We'll, I'll link to it. We'll look at it later on. I'll put it in the show notes. You have 11 minutes. Okay, great. I'm going a lot faster than I thought I would. So it will not work in Dell netted environments without some major port forwarding trickery. And that's a showstopper for many environments, including corporates. Sure. Well, you encounter double NAT environments much more often than you think you would. 
primarily you don't have a choice if you're running a VM lab or, uh, I mean, unless you got like, I don't know, like a whole 24 <laughs> allocated to you or something by your ISP. Good luck yeah, with that. Yeah, I got one of those. You do not. <laughs> or if you're in Eastern Europe, for instance, the way they handle apartment ISPs is they run just one carrier to the building and then they treat the entire building as a LAN. You don't actually have a direct connection to the ISP. It's all handled locally as a LAN. And this will not work in that. Because you don't have access to that port forwarding. And that's those are some of my big issues. Now, I, I well, do have some responses. Yes. It won't work from outside that network. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can work it inside the network, but what's the yeah. point at that point? You're already inside a land. It depends what you're doing, but You're yes. already inside a land. Potentially. <laughs> no, that's literally... What makes right. this impossible is because you're Shut already inside a land, inside another land. Dude. <laughs> Ten minutes, go. No, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. You're I'm done? Just, I'm done. That was it. That was fast. I mean, I have, I do have some things to respond to what you said, and I'll try and be respectful and give you time before I respond to okay. them. Okay. All right. So, my <laughs> yes. experience with WireGuard mm-hmm. was that it was very easy to configure. I mean, it took me less than ten minutes to do a full VPN with the functionality that I personally use my Open VPN setup for, which is essentially like tunneling and. Mm. In some cases, it's the only way some of my... Oh, shoot. Sorry. Another advantage of CJDNS over WireGuard is CJDNS uses the TUN module, which is already in, already is mainlined and has been supported in those kernels since like 2.6-something. Anyway, sorry. Keep going. So it did not take me long to configure. It was definitely mm-hmm. less work than OpenVPN, but as Brent mentioned, there were some things that weren't really done for me. Like OpenVPN just assigns fucking IP addresses mm-hmm. if I mm-hmm. allow it to. WireGuard has no method for doing something like that. Granted, you could possibly, I don't actually know, you could possibly use some kind of DHCP server. Can't. Because why? Because it runs on layer three and not layer two. Okay. Anyway, there's probably a way that you could write the fucking logic, though. I mean, it wouldn't be DHCP. It wouldn't be DHCP, right. right. But you could do some auto addressing. It would be closer to a web API at that point. Okay, so here's things that are definitely harder, right? If you need client-to-client, I would already say OpenVPN is definitely fucking easier, period. Mm -hmm. Because with WireGuard, you pretty much need every client to be aware of every other client. Or you need to, which you can't really do, you need to push routes. Again, you you can't really do that. However, here's what I'm going to say. If you are just looking for some kind of like road warrior setup, right? Mm-mm. You travel for work, you have a VPS. All you want to do is tunnel all your traffic. It is immensely simpler and less overhead than OpenVPN just for that use case. Mm. That is not what road warrior means. Road warrior means you can also, you can tunnel through it you, or you can also tap into the LAN, the physical LAN behind the VPN gateway. But you could still do that this way. Not without some round not, rules that you right, can't push. Okay. You're right. Again. Okay. It not without it, it wouldn't be as easy, but if you know what you're doing, you could still do it. Like it, if well, it allowed you, sure. Okay, so here's the thing. Anyway, the whole setup was easy. I thought the documentation was fine. I did it on Arch. I also did it on CentOS because I wanted to see how that compared. Did you do it with SE Linux? I did. It How'd does work. Go? It does. Well, it does work go? with SE Linux just fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. so- but I also didn't set up a systemd unit. But I mean, if you're used to setting well, up systemd units, to. yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But I'm saying if you're used to setting up persistence with like systemd units and stuff like that in a SE Linux environment, it'd be the same exact process, you know? All oh, right, sure, sure. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So here's the the sort of questions that I have regarding WireGuard. Yeah. I will absolutely be watching this project because I like it. The one case where I could see it being immensely useful in my current 
job is, and hear me out, please. Uh-huh. Right now, we have a compute cluster that's entirely on-prem. It is possible that we will be moving to more of a hybrid model. So we'll have maybe a cluster half the size of our current one. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, maybe we have the capability to also push jobs to the cloud if they're high priority or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think this would be a really awesome way because you can't really do VLANs between on-prem and the cloud. Yeah. I think it'd be a really interesting way to separate management and non-management traffic in that type of situation. So all management traffic comes over the WireGuard interface and all non-management traffic doesn't, you know, uses like the public interface. I think that's a really fucking cool idea. And it's a way that you could separate it so you can do, you know, better monitoring and troubleshooting and shit like that. I also think when it comes to something like, let's say you use Vulture, does Vulture have like internal networking like Linode and DigitalOcean? I don't think so, no. Okay. This would potentially be a way to set up your own sort of internal network between VPSs with a provider that doesn't provide it. Or in the case of like... Hold on. I I found out... uh, Sorry, this is directly relevant. It's not criticizing. Promise. I did find out that the Linode private VLAN, and I haven't tested DigitalOcean, but I found out that the Linode VLANs aren't restricted to your own Linodes. No, so that's true. They're not. They're not. Yeah. yeah. And so, I, so I always you, thought they were. Because, no, no, they're you know, totally not. Be easy to set up, but nope, nope. They are not. not. So the other thing there is... Interesting. This is true, I, I'm pretty sure, but maybe not, actually. Can Linode's internal network span or cross data centers? No. No, okay. So uh, in that situation, again, it is possible that you could find a way to bridge data centers using a WireGuard-based solution. Mm-hmm. Again, you don't have the ability to push routes or do peer-to-peer or client-to-client, rather. So you have to look at your individual use case. So here's my two questions. Number one, you should not. You should absolutely fucking play with this if you are interested in it. Mm-hmm. I think it's worth watching this project. However, you absolutely should not use it in a production environment until there is actually some kind of auditing done. Yeah. And... I have no doubt that with the amount of steam that's behind this project right now, there's going to be somebody who's going to be taking a look sooner rather than later. Like, I would not be surprised if the next, like, three to six months, somebody takes a serious look at WireGuard and says, yeah, this is cool. We like this. Sure. I could be wrong about that, but I think we're going to see that. It's getting a lot of attention. It is getting a lot of attention. It's got a lot of push behind it. Yeah. Which I'm automatically a bit wary of. Because that's, I mean, that's just me. I'm, I'm paranoid by nature, yeah, but it, it makes me wary that there's, why is there so much pushback behind getting a VPN in the kernel? But that said, you know, to be fair, the IPsec protocol itself is supported in the kernel as well. So, uh, and then the ton kernel, which OpenVPN uses, is also a kernel module. So, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I understand it, whatever. Yeah. But the entire system itself being incorporated into the kernel, much like IP tables is, that, I ha- that I'm worried about. But I'm not worried about it. I just think it's a bad idea. And sure. it's simply because I like the sort of separation and whatnot. But anyway, the other thing that I have a question, and I know this is what Brent was talking about earlier. <laughs> so I'm going to read my comments and then his as well. Do it. Mm-hmm. So one of my questions that I thought was something we could talk about was, and maybe we'll, we'll, we're going to wait actually till after Payton tells us about his experience with the yeah, setup and everything. That's true. But what are some example use cases we can come up with that make this an actual, like, what is a good use case for this? And Brent's criticism, and he always says this to me, is if you have to come up with ideal use cases, you shouldn't use it. You look for solutions to a problem, not problems for a solution. I understand and I agree. I'm just saying, like, 
you can think of a situation where OpenVPN is a good solution. So can we think of Most a situation of where WireGuard is a good solution? Not many. Right, but are there some, <laughs> you fucking asshole? We're trying to help people. We're trying to... No, 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 you know. No, no, you know. We'll I'm get down. into this, I promise. We will fight to the death about this, but first, let's Peyton talk about his experience with it. Okay, we're gonna okay. fight to the death. We're not gonna have time for a baddie, I can tell you now. <laughs> we'll make time. Why not? It's a, it's a good baddie. Yeah, right. keep, yeah. uh, go, right. go, Peyton. So, I followed two different guides. I fo- initially followed the Arch Wiki, and that got me somewhere. I think, actually, what it was was more user error than the Arch Wiki itself. I did get it started i do have a working with dns so i can you know hit google and whatnot if i need to from connected machines i did so what i did is i checked downloads of centos 7 and then i also checked speed tests using speed test cli and so i did a speed mm. test prior to setting up the connection and then i did speed tests after i did five speed tests to kind of aggregate the results so to speak so i prior to enabling the vpn my speeds were on the low side, 647, on the high side, 675. Or, I'm sorry, 728. Afterwards, the low was 352, and the high was 656. That's for downloads. Uploads were, the low was 492, and the high was 545. In a post setup, the low was 141, and the high was a 498. The average latency... Pre was 4 milliseconds. Post was 60. 60 to 40. So the downloads, however, took about the same amount of time. It was uh, 2 minutes 34 seconds on the wire guard and off was 2 minutes 37. However, I had overall faster speeds or the average speed or whatever when I downloaded it using WKIT. It was 35.3 megabytes per second off wire guard and 28.7 megabytes a second on wire guard. So as far as that's concerned... It worked, and the connection worked, and it connected me to my Linode that I had there. I was a little perturbed about the settings that Arch had you using. It didn't specify to create the Etsy WireGuard directory and log and go to that, and then create the keys there directly. The package, well, you, oh yeah, I see. What you're so yeah, I was gonna say the package creates the Etsy WireGuard for you, right? But, but it doesn't tell you doesn't, to go yeah. in there, and so if you create the public or private, if you create the keys wherever you are, it will create them Mm. right there. And so that could potentially be a security issue. That was a problem that I had. It did require Linux headers. I don't know. So I had to, had to do those. I ran into a couple issues with that, but for whatever reason, I don't know why. That's because of the DKMS. Sure. 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 Once it's mainlined, it won't need that. Yeah. 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 So otherwise, what I want to know is if you do the, what the fuck is it? WG gen key or whatever it is. The, The thing you used to generate the public and private key. Yeah. What I want to know mm-hmm. is, will it always provide the same key? And I didn't, t- I didn't no, think to no, test no, no. that. Definitely it will does not. not. It I does can, not. I can definitely no. prove that it will. Well, I, I can't prove now, but. No, I went through that because yeah. I had the same curiosity. Yeah. No, it, it's sound in that it does not. Right. It will not. That makes me worry, actually. Well, it'd be really easy to overwrite your key. Sure. Yes, exactly. And then um, there, and since it's all manual peer based, there's no central authority. There goes every single well, peer. You know? Let me get into that as well too. So yeah. there's a configuration you can set that's called I'm sorry, give me a second here. One second. I apologize. Yep. You just uh trim this out a little bit. Um Actually, you know what? That's not that's irrelevant. 
I just realized. What? Because they're stored. Yeah, because they're in the config. Break until you restart. It's a base 64k. Well, it's if if you use persistent the persistent config, it's stored in the config. Your private key is stored in the config. It's your local. So what I was going to say was there's a command called save config equals true. If you put that in the configuration yes. file, mm-hmm. the only way to save that is if you re- if you, you have to stop and start. Well, it depends on how you enable and stop and start. But if you use the system CTL stop start, that's how it saves that config file. And so I had a couple issues where I had set up different ports and it saved those oh. ports initially. And then I had to go through mm-hmm. and it's not quite as intuitive as I would have liked. I, there, I had yeah. to start over because I had a peer enabled on my second server, and it was not listing the peer when I did this the pseudo WG. Interesting. So I started over completely, and that actually was much faster. That went together a lot quicker, and, and it was a better connection, and it felt better overall. Mm-hmm. I can find the link I used if you want. And, oh, sorry. And, uh, so anyway, overall, I like it. I agree with a lot of mm-hmm. the, the statements that you guys have made, such that there's no address allocation. I didn't like that. Mm, you're you're yeah. specifying an address. I do wish there were a way to make it a little bit less decentralized than what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so yeah. here's what mm-hmm. I would say. If it could implement a little bit of decentralization, but with the same speed, I mean, it hands down, it's faster than OpenVPN. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, I think you also have to keep your fucking expectations realistic when you're on a VPN. Sure. I use OpenVPN. I've been using OpenVPN for years. I use it because I trust it. I use it because I know how to configure it. I use it because it takes care of a lot of things that I've talked about here that WireGuard won't, right? Like, for me, client-to-client connectivity has been really important for some of the shit Mm -hmm. that I've worked on. Mm -hmm. You know, Brent doesn't always agree with all the things that I necessarily use my (laughs) VPN for. But, like, I run a development web server just on my VPN address that's always accessible from most of my VPN clients. I disagree with their implementation. I don't disagree with the use. Sure. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. In any case, I could not do that as seamlessly with WireGuard. Definitely couldn't. Sure. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So I have no problem admitting its faults. I will just say that it was very fast. It was easy to configure. And I really liked that part of it. Well, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, most of And now, well, I do want to address the performance issue too. I mean, the problem is like, you have one choice for security settings for WireGuard. It's whatever they hard-coded. It's whatever they hard-coded in, right? Yeah. OpenVPN, you have your choice. You can make it extremely hardened much more hardened than WireGuard is. Mm-hmm. Or you can entirely remove the encryption if you want. You can make it... I mean, it's not really plain text because it's still SSL, but you can make it almost super easy to de- decrypt, right? Where there's there's no additional mm-hmm. encryption. You can do one of either. And it's a, a scale. It's not like, you know, it's not either or. It's a sliding scale. You, know, you, can, you can choose more security, more performance, whatever. You have no such choice with WireGuard. And that boils down to the entire essence of half of why I hate WireGuard, which is there's no flexibility. Yeah. There's no customization of it. Right. There's there's and no it, adapting it to your use case. And that does mean, you know, if the underlying ciphers or something that are being used are known broken, yeah, you can't just switch your configuration and restart. You're waiting for a patch. So that That's is true. definitely a limitation. It's true. So anyway, where was I going with this? I don't know. I mean, you <laughs> well, you cut me off and you were, let me finish. So. Well, I cut you off. Brent cut me off. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm we're not upset. Here. <laughs> I'm upset because I forgot. Asshole. But <clears throat> what? Yeah. what was that? Right. What? Who said that? Wait, what, what was I talking about? I don't know. So you were, how did this come up? We were talking yeah, about right. <laughs> encryption, ciphers, algorithms, things Open like that. VPN. Yeah. Open VPN. 
I don't really know where I was going. This what the fuck. I don't know. This episode's <laughs> ruined. No, it's a good episode. It's a good episode. Um, so, so let me ask you this. If yes. something like WireGuard is found to be secure, despite oh, the limitations. Performance. Oh, performance. Is what, yeah, performance is, is good. If it's proven to be secure, right, in its current implementation, mm-hmm. if How it secure? gets secure enough for most people, you okay. are not working for the goddamn the government doing user. Like okay. top secret bullshit, right? You, you want to browse the Wi-Fis at the local coffee shop. But not DEF CON. Right. Got it. Okay. Okay. If it's easier for people to implement. Mm-hmm. But it's not. I don't think it is. Oh, it is. Then then OpenVPN. It absolutely is. No. You have to I, make I, a I whole PKI for OpenVPN. No, you don't. You just you, need you're, a... Uh, you're right. You don't need no. to run an entire PKI. But you pretty much... That's like the recommended way to install. So if you're True. new... It's the recommended yeah. way. Right. So, but there's also a, there's literally a, a hold my hand guide for it. Yeah. When WireGuard doesn't have that. Yeah. Yeah, right. sort of. All right. Well, so, so no, here's the thing really. though. If yes. it gets, if it gets more people, if it gets more people, it's kind of like Let's Encrypt in my mind. If it gets more sure. people more securely using the internet, is it a good thing? Uh, overall, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would say overall, but I have a lot of issues with the actual implementation and I feel that they can make a lot of improvements to that. I'm not saying it, the, well, it's very concept. young. Sure. I mean, we but, could, be, well, we could have this conversation like at the end of next season, and it could be totally fucking different. I mean, it's like three or four years old. But yeah, but compared to OpenVPN, which is how old? I don't know, 10, 12 years, maybe? Yeah, right. Way older. Double and then some. Much older. Absolutely. It's definitely double and, and then some. Yeah, for sure. So, I don't know. I mean, I ultimately, we have to ask, what is WireGuard trying to do? Okay, right. so what's your opinion on that question? I think... They are trying to make v- running VPNs easier, mm-hmm. and I think they're doing a shitty job of it. Yeah, agree with that. You know what I mean? No, I don't think they're doing a shitty job, but all right. I think they are. The way things are laid out and the amount of steps a brand new user would have to run through where they have no idea, where they're flying blind. Yeah. Keep in mind, well, like, you would, like, if you had no concept, picked up an Ubuntu desk, installed it on my way, kind of. A, this is a vast majority of people who are exposed to Linux, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's those are the exact ter- kind of people that WireGuard are trying to appeal to. And there's no way a normal Ubuntu user, for instance, yeah. would be able to use this. Yeah, it was a little... I didn't like... I, you know what I yeah. mean? Right? And it's not just because it's command line. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, it is it, literally all... That would be interesting. Uh, if it, like, if it I'm had sure some kind of graphical client a, a GUI, yeah, sure. Yeah. But even a GUI would not help with this. Because you still need to negotiate... The concept, well, I mean, you would need to negotiate, find some way of negotiating address allocation, right? Which you cannot do with a peer-to-peer model, right? but they still require it yeah. for the model, which is weird to me. But that aside, even if there was some way of doing that, even if there was a GUI, there would still be the issue of you need to explain to them the concept between a public key and a private key. And they look exactly the same. They do in this case, that's for sure. They, with WireGuard, right? Yeah. With yeah. SSH, you could say, if it has this header at the top, don't share it with anyone, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah I mean, that was we're, yeah, that was the other thing. It was like, the keys were... Like, how do you tell which? Right, they right. were so close, you know? Because they're, they're just base 64 encoded, right. and they're all the same size. Right. So, there's, I have a lot of issues with their what they claim is their goal, right? And they would have a lot of work to do to fix a lot of that problem and i think code wise yeah they're probably ready to be included in the kernel fine whatever but not goal wise 
you know, like but they're really your not goals and their goal. goals are probably fairly no. They, their goal is their goal, as stated, is to make it very new yeah. user friendly. Yeah. Okay. My goals are I love OpenVPN, which you you claim is not very new user friendly. I mean, I, I disagree, but that's I'll be the first to admit I may have a bias there. I've been using it for eight years. Yeah. But I love OpenVPN because it's so flexible and it lets me do a lot of things and it lets me tailor it exactly to what I need it to do. Yeah. I mean, OpenVPN has absolutely saved my ass in a few instances in a sure. few ways. Sure. I'm not going, I'm not about to run out and re-implement my VPN <laughs> using WireGuard. <laughs> well, um, part of it is you couldn't, right? Well, I, <laughs> I would, not all of it. You're you right. might be able to. Yeah, I could yes. not. The things I use OpenVPN for, even in my personal stuff, I could not. I have a small enough personal infra that I could for that. Mm. The only downside being the static addressing would get old fast for me because I don't yep. want to give a fuck about that. You, Although, you would have to write to an totally API clear, for it, but yeah. OpenVPN's been kind of broken about that, so I don't know. What do you mean? Do you remember that time when my one client kept reconnecting with a different IP? That was, I mean, that's... It's still happening to me every time I reboot it. <laughs> well, we'll take a look after wow. the show if you want, but it that should not be happening. I'll put it that way. That is yeah. aberrant behavior for OpenVPN. That's not expected I totally agree. I haven't seen this in the first, you know, seven years of using OpenVPN. Right. For some reason now I am seeing that should and I, not be I wrote a script to fix it, so... Maybe your script is making it worse. No, it's not. Your it's, script the only is reason, it. it's the only reason I could even access that machine okay. right now, you tool. Right. Look, man, you need to calm down. <laughs> you need to calm down. You need to calm down, sir. Clam. Calm down, sir. <laughs> you need to sim, sim it down. So, okay, you're the most critical of all of us of WireGuard, for sure. Absolutely. Give me one legitimate use case. StarCraft 1. No, fuck you. <laughs> Nobody... Look, some people like it still. Yes, all right. I, know, I like it. Nobody's going to use WireGuard for that. We already have something. Well, I mean... If they haven't think... figured it out by today, they're not going to figure it out after this episode. Nah, but sir. So I think, like, most people who need to use um, this sort of behavior, this type of VPN, use Heroku. Right. Which is what Payton was thinking of earlier, but yeah, couldn't think of. Yeah, that's what it was. Heroku. Oh, yeah. uh, was it? Okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's basically an open source Heroku is the way I look at it. And yeah. it's an open source decentralized Heroku with a little bit more of manual configuration. Uh-huh. You know, it does what Heroku does, but it requires a little bit more work. So let me ask you this. Yes. You and I are friends. You live in Pennsylvania. Yep. I live in Colorado. Uh-huh. We don't have any like VPSs or anything, but we both run Linux because we're pretty cool. No, we both have lots of VPSs. I know. This is a fucking hypothetical. You okay. Tool. You did clarify you tool. that. You tool, it's the word of the day. You did not specify this was hypothetical, but keep going. So I have to transfer a file to you. Yes. And the only thing that I can think of, since we both use Linux, is like rsync or scp. Why wouldn't you just email it to me? It's pretty big. It's 100 gigs. Why wouldn't you... 100 gigs. 100 gigs? Okay, why wouldn't you sync thing? I don't know what that is. Do you pay for it? No. No, You don't have to pay for it. It's it's open source. It's peerless. Totally. It doesn't require you to install any kernel modules either. Does it require you to have some kind of interesting, like, ports open? You don't even need root access for it. Hmm. Okay, well, then I don't have a good argument anymore. Okay. <laughs> Great. That was... Uh, that's what, what, why I what, hate it. What I now was you know going to I ask. hate this WireGuard. Uh, don't hate. That's a strong word, and it's negative. We need to bring up the energy here. <laughs> we need to be positive. Kind of, so kind of SJW? No. SJWs are mostly negative, I think. That's, yeah, you're not wrong. I'm trying to be positive, so... Okay, I strongly dislike... I don't care how you feel. (laughs) (laughs) 
So. <laughs> okay. I see. So, <laughs> so where I was going with that, though, is if that is the only thing we can come up with is SCP, is adding that layer of sort of obscurity, right? Running not only the transfer, but the transfer over wire guard between us. Is that mm-hmm. a better idea for some reason? No, because this is, SSH is already encrypted. Right. I agree, obviously. <laughs> but I mean, why not? Look, my point is for nat to nat. For nat right? to nat? you're going to need to either punch holes in your NAT or forward ports anyways. At least with SCP, you only need a forward one port because you can go both ways with SSH, right? Yeah. So you only need a forward ports on one end, right? Right. Sure. Okay. So what advantage does WireGuard have over SCP? In that case, from that standpoint, there you is still need. Yeah, That's okay. what I'm asking you, though, is... is I, I, my point is, I cannot think of a really good killer use case for this. That either open VPN or existing simpler protocols could not satisfy. Okay, so here's what I'd like to do. Yes. Is this is a call to our listeners. Mm-hmm. Listen to us. Obviously, you are. And try and prove Jathan's argument because he couldn't do it. No, approve mm-hmm. either. I'd just like to hear your input <laughs> okay. on either side. I do I'm like hearing a- from our user, our listeners. Yeah. I was, I was called them users. I do like hearing from our listeners. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, if you can think of a use case where you would implement this... Mm. I would like to hear about it. If you think that Especially I'm... Especially if you think OpenVPN or another existing simpler protocol could not handle it. That is mm-hmm. what I'm interested in. Yeah. But I'm, for me personally, I'm sticking with my hybrid cloud cluster management mm-hmm. example. No, I mean, even then you could do it. I The way I would do it is a physical VLAN for on-presence text mm-hmm. and then a bridged in OpenVPN mm. for a remote text. Yeah, you would. That's how I would do it. That's yeah. an interesting way of doing that. I feel like this is something that you could probably, once you get it configured, you could drop the, you know, the config file on someone else's system and be like, okay, just run this command. And so... No, you would need their public key. So you still need to get the public key from them and they would still need yeah, to know how I, to generate it. I guess, it. okay, yeah, I mean... Unless you generated a key for right. them, but then you're running into the problem of, I have your, pu- your private right. key, which defeats the entire purpose of this right yeah okay anyway yeah what else does anyone have to add i think i've said my piece i got i'm waiting for the full security audit when that comes out if it's sound i will definitely keep this running just as a proof of concept like have it Mm -hmm. in my back pocket so Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i have no issue keeping it running on my end as well too i've got it running on a you know like i said on a remote system there and i mean where'd you do your testing for this on vms or yeah, I had a, I had a. V- I spun up a Linode with a, a VM in my test lab. I yeah, so I did, I did a VM. My first test was Linode. That's what I did. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my first test was uh, Linode to Vulture. I did have to open a port up in my PFSense to allow it to go through, which is you know fine, whatever. Yep. I mean, I wasn't yep. yeah. expecting to not have to do that, so you know that's fine. Right. I mean, yeah, like you said, Jathan. I mean, I most likely will keep it up and running and. You know, we could definitely, like, come back to it in a while and be like, hey, this is what we found or whatever, you know. I will say right now that I terminated the Linode that I was running it on <laughs> with great prejudice. Great prejudice? Great prejudice. Well, I mean, that's that's fine, dude. Yeah, <laughs> right. I just uh, stubbed right. my toe and it hurts really bad. Ow. <laughs> that's weird since you're sitting down. <laughs> yeah, how does that happen? I'm wearing flip-flops and I have a little stool under my desk to, you know, rest my feet on and I shifted uh-huh. and it hurts really bad. Uh-huh. Well, there you go. Ow. 
Do you want me to come kiss yes. it? That's come suck on my right, This is getting real. <laughs> that's how you get twins, Peyton. That's how, that's you, get how you get twins. I'm a scientist. <laughs> You're not a scientist. <sighs> well, normally I would say let's give Peyton the baddie for that, but we already have a baddie. And as far as awkward segues go, Jason, would you like to bring us into the that's baddie? Great. I love that. You bet I would. Get your ass in there. Do, 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 do. This is Jason with the baddie. Fucking ass clown. So. Headline here from the Hacker News. Twitter API flaw exposed users' messages to wrong developers for over a year. Dated September 21st, 2018. The security and privacy issues with APIs and third-party app developers are something that's not just... This is a terrible sentence. That's not just Facebook is dealing with. Just so you know. A bug in Twitter's API inadvertently exposed some users' DMs and protected tweets to unauthorized third-party app developers who weren't supposed to get them. Twitter disclosed in its developer blog on Friday. We will post a link to that. Basically, though, Twitter has something called its Account Activity API, which is used by registered devs to build tools to support business communications with their customers. Mm Mm-hmm. The bug could have exposed those developer customers' interactions. So, what has Twitter done about this? This is, I think, why they're awarded the baddie, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So, Twitter has not actually discovered any hard evidence that the wrong developer received DMs, but it also can't confirm that it didn't. So, like, right? That's like, how would you how would you know, right? Well, right. I mean, I don't know. If you do some kind of logging of transactions, you might be able to tell. But even then, like, okay, say you're an app. That's not right. why they get the baddie, by the way. I didn't get to finish. I know, but, but I'm say you're an app, but... right? And you're using the Twitter API. Someone, a user of yours, connects and says, like, hi, I want the DMs well, for, if you're trying to get quote, your, unquote, my if account. You're, you're trying to get, like, support for your Indian restaurant, and all of a sudden you realize the person on the other end is talking about a flight, you probably... <laughs> Something got mixed up. It's not... I don't think it would be that obvious, but... No, it is. Like, hey, my curry order's fucked up. I'm is sorry, that, sir, which flight were you on? Like, what it, the fuck are you talking about, dude? I ordered be, fucking takeout. This is Grubhub, right? But they, no, the greater problem is that the developers themselves have, ac- have access to all this. Yes, and this is why I think Twitter gets a baddie. They did disclose yep. that, which is fairly responsible. It seems like this is mostly inconsequential, but it really depends what kind of data some companies ask for by way of Twitter DMs. Just I remember, mean, boys, when you slide into a woman's DMs, you're sliding into the DMs of everyone she's ever DM'd with. And the NSA... And the weird. NSA. <laughs> I mean, one time Yubico emailed me to ask me to email them <laughs> my credit true. card information. So, like, That's who knows true. what the fuck people are passing around in DMs? Who knows? But stuff that you don't want exposed. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Twitter contacted the developers who received... See, here's the thing that's weird, is they can't confirm that this happened, but Twitter contacted developers who received the unintended data and uh... is basically just asking them nicely to delete it. Yeah, way to go, Twitter. So if you have a way so to contact happened, people... But it didn't happen. Right, that's what's like, okay, you're getting a baddie now. It's Schrodinger's leak. Yeah. Schrodinger. Also, <laughs> of all the big tech companies... To be totally fair, oh, yeah. that was funny. I think Twitter tends to be fairly responsible with their disclosures. They stay out of politics more than some. Uh, really? I don't think so. Not lately. Not lately. Up until like maybe two years ago. Yeah, absolutely. In any case, Twitter, you get a baddie for this. Boom. Boom. Don't use Twitter. Fix your fucking no, API. No, probably use Twitter. Reach out to us on Twitter about our previous question. Don't use Twitter to reach out to <laughs> us on Twitter. Hayden. Don't, don't DM follow us. Hayden. Yeah, don't do that either. <laughs> don't DM us because they can read it. <laughs> you know what? Just use IRC. Yeah, just, just use IRC. How about yeah, that? That's perfect. Right on our slash contact page, systemindustry.com slash contact. 
We have an IRC applet you can even use if you don't want to install an IRC client. So if you use HTTPS system in Astrivia, you're good to go because the server negotiates an SO connection too. So you are set to go at that point. We're super secure, even without WireGuard. The super, that's right. Super well, secure. Our security guys, is the best security. We, we have all the best security. I, I turned up an open VPN for yeah. us. What? No, yeah, but we'll replace it with WireGuard in the no, off season. No, we will not. We will not. Whatever you do with your time is up to you, but I'm no, doing it. No. Well, it's going to be useless. Yeah, you're useless. I'm not going to be using it. Then you're not going to get to the stuff. Actually, I am, because I'm the one that controls routing to the server. You used to. <laughs> Good luck with that. You don't even have you don't even have root access. You don't yeah, have you access. die, we're fucked. So that's true. That's true. You don't have root. By the way, if you if sucks. you guys are interested in helping me write like a dead man switch, Wait, are you asking us, the two of us. No, um, no, uh, he's the talking listeners. to the users. I'm the, 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 the users. users. The <laughs> I got you doing it. Oh boy. Oh. Yeah, I'm talking to our listeners. If you guys want to help me and Jathan, I haven't asked him, but he probably wants to help too. Uh, working like, like a dead like man switch. I love having shit to do. Like if you're unfamiliar with a dead man switch, it's if an operator suddenly becomes unable to perform their operation function. So when I kill Brent. So, <laughs> so if they die or they, you know, a That's heart attack true. or whatever. Do you think that including a dead man switch in our infrastructure will increase the likelihood that I assassinate you? Oh, good call. So maybe that should, uh, we got to think about this now. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I, I get urges. No, 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 no. I don't think you would kill, I think if anything, I would end up killing you. But that's right? not, you could just do that now and you'd still have access. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So you're saying the only thing motivating you from not trying to kill me is because you would lose Sisters of Manistrevy access. Um... <laughs> Um, there's no there's no questions. real strong impetus in either direction right now. <laughs> okay. If you make the dead man switch, I will definitely consider killing you. I mean, I you. Okay. Know. fair enough. But my point being, it's an important software that I think needs at least a POC out there for. Well, not just for us, but for everyone. For everyone, yeah. Companies and companies, all sorts of stuff. You know, it, it helps defeat that hit by a bus clause. So you know, get in touch if you're interested in helping us develop that. Most likely, it would be in Python three. Because that's what I know, and it's what Jason knows, and it's what we both know. We're writing it in Go. We're not writing it in Go. 100% not in Go. Oh, God. Hate Go. Not interested. It's not all about you. It is if it's my project. Well, it's mine now. You're welcome to write another one, but I'm going to be writing mine in Python. Anyways. I'll I'll implement mine after you die. (laughs) Because I killed you. (laughs) Okay. You'll replace the repo with an entire rewrite in Go. If you actually die because mysteriously after this episode, I am going to be like number prime one suspect. Prime you are no, exactly. Well, can no. Pennsylvania State Police show up at my <laughs> door? It would have to be after the release of the episode. So you, I got about a week and a half to You've live. Gotta, yeah. Get, by get the time you hear this, way. Brent may not be with us anymore. I've been that. in direct contact with our editor, and I promise I can push this content. <laughs> well, no, that would require you to have access to the text. If you're listening to this, published. Brent may have been dead for about 10 minutes. That's, that's right. Depending on when or you're longer, listening to it, it could be a I few guess. hours. Or a couple of days. Some people check in like days after. Well, I'll make there, it a slow day. Do you death, know so. there are still people downloading what's it called? Body Bongos? Body <laughs> no, but that's amazing. Right. That's our that, first episode, second. Second, second episode. I think it's our most popular. Second the first most episode was Inauspicious Beginnings. Right. Yeah. And the second one was Body Bongos. Animal Action. Right. I think that was, what, ninth episode? I don't know. Fifth? It was, I feel like it was, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not surprised, honestly. <laughs> I've, the fact that we are as popular as we are, I mean, why wouldn't people download? 
all the episodes. I'm honestly surprised that people listen to us too, Peyton. <laughs> I same. Oh, I, I recognize that's what you're Girls. trying to say, and that's same, same. Honestly, all right. I think we're ready to close this out. Hey, Jason, guess what? Hmm. This one wasn't that long. Surprisingly, you kept your fucking trap shut. I did. Proud so of you. Right? I, I, I the therapy it, so. is working wonders. I. <laughs> I'm not taking any therapy for that. I'm not taking I, I kept any it therapy. Concise. Yeah, you were good. And great. incisive. Yeah. First time. And you know what? We didn't even really argue that much. At the end of the day, I think we're sort of on the same team here. No, I hate. I still hate WireGuard. Well, I still hate I you. So just close still it. Hate WireGuard too. I mean, I don't hate it. <laughs> okay. I thought it could. Yeah, you're 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 in between days on it. Yeah. I don't know. All right, whatever. Just close I feel it. Like, I'm done no, here. no, no. I feel like we got some time now. No, we don't. We're done here. We, we're not done J-Fine. here. We're doing this. We're totally doing this. We're close this done. out with an argument. Wait, so we where's all, the baddie? We, all end up we haven't done the baddie yet. We did do the baddie. No, we didn't. We just, we just did. Baddie, just we spent like 15 minutes talking about it. It hasn't been done. No. No, it has been done. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. Mm. I just don't listen to J-Thon when he talks, so it's fine. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. I feel like that's going to happen one day with the news, too. Jason's going to be like, we didn't do the news. And you'd be like, we, I just did the news. And you'd be like, sorry, I don't. I, don't I wasn't. I, I was drunk. Talk. I had a beer and a half, <laughs> and I'm drunk, drunk. And I don't know what's going on. No. <laughs> Jason gets really tipsy after about three. No, not beers. Yeah, that's true. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah Spears. No. Yes, yeah, Spears. Yep. Dude, I've been through like four shit shows with you. Yes, beers. Three shit shows. I don't even drink beer during a shit show. You do sometimes. Dude. The Two of them, I think yeah, you have. Yeah, sometimes. You can go back and listen. <laughs> you close out with liquor, but, you know, beer before liquor, never sicker. That's never been the case for me, fit. so it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Brent doesn't know a lot. Brent, you need to Brent knows down. more than you do, so I'd I know a fair bit. Down. All right, gentlemen. I think I know a fair bit. It's been real. Yeah, it's been fun. Is... Ain't been real fun. It's true. <laughs> yeah, this is... This is... <laughs> It's. I'm disappointed Jathan didn't rage as hard as I thought he would. This has been Sis and I'm Brent. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Ben. See you around.
down.